game begin. Well, hey, welcome to the after show of episode 98. And we've got Rob Fasta and Daniel Shaman right. in the house. General Kenobi. <laughs> you were just waiting the whole episode. <laughs> Have y'all seen, I think Kevin posted to Discord, the internet has, oh, all, yes. I mean, they, they, they've been the internet. And Aaron, if you've not seen this, someone CG'd young Luke having arms come out of him oh and lightsaber so that when Obi-Wan goes, hello there, young Luke goes, General <laughs> Kenobi. That's amazing. So I've, that got two, I've got I've got two fun Star Wars things with my daughter. The first well, please, one is the, the the first one is we were at Ollie's, which is great for buying kids books. Oh cheap. yeah, Ollie's Bargain Mart. Yeah, so oh, they yeah. had they had Star Wars heroes and Star Wars villains. Villains is the first one we found, and General Grievous is on there. Mm-hmm. So in the store, I coached Evelyn to say hello there, and she's like hello there. You know, but she, it's out of order. She presses, we press General Grievous. He's like, General Kenobi. And then she's like, hello there. So that that was great and awesome. The other one, and I may have scarred her for life, is playing through um, the Skywalker uh, saga, Legos, the Lego Star Wars. I'm playing in movie order. So I just did Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She knows that I love Boba Fett. And Boba Fett is one of the level bosses, oh, and he falls in, in, yep. in the in, in he falls into the Sarlacc pit. So she's like, "What happened to Boba Fett? Where's Boba Fett?" And she's like, "We're gonna have to go save Boba Fett later." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't worry. And, and I'm adding the third one. This will be the last third one that is Boba Fett related from the Star Wars days at Disney World. I got the Boba Fett mug. It, you flip it up. Um, well, she is testing her strength and she snapped his antenna off the plastic antenna off of Boba Fett. She's like, oh, daddy's sad. I'm like, a little bit, but I'm like, it's, it's, it's the, okay. She's old enough to where it's just like, okay, this is why we can't have nice things. And mm-hmm. now all my Boba yep. Fett stuff is now up six feet high. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just, well, just tell to... her it's not the worst thing that'll happen to Boba Fett. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait till you get to watch the TV show. Well, just just stick the mug in a little bit of Bacta for an extended period of time. It'll fix it right up. <laughs> you have a nice flashback as well. Yeah, the the Bacta to the future, as I've heard it called. <laughs> the book of Bacta Tank. Yeah, book of Bacta. The book of Bacta Tank. Yes. Yeah, that that's what it was for the longest time uh, until we got Mando to Mandalorian two point five. Yeah, yeah, and then Mandalorian season two point five. But we we've already talked about Book of Boba. I want to hear saved the show. It did. It's sad that it took a non-titular character to bring back the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> but uh, so, Rob and Daniel, thoughts on Obi-Wan? Maybe give your overall rating and then justify why. Well, before I do that, I was listening to y'all and all I could think was, you seem agitated, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's just because we, when you love something so dearly, you want you want it to be done by right, and uh, I mean for me, I'm the forever optimist, so I'm always just excited to jump back into the Star Wars universe through any avenue that I can. So even a five out of ten, Star Wars is a ten out of ten story for me because it, just by merely by the fact that it's Star Wars. So I just love the universe. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm, I'm going to be harsher, though, if it's my favorite character. So again, I'll, I'll see after we do our binge watch view if that if that shifts. But anywho. And I think for if you've heard me on any of the other episodes, I tend to just be more negative regardless. <laughs> and it's hard even when I really like something like this to not point out the things that rub me the wrong way. And I think it comes from like, like we all have, like I've loved Star Wars since I was a kid and I just want it to be done well and done right. So um, I don't want to come across as I, I didn't like the show. Hopefully it came through. Like I do, I did like it. I, it was entertaining <laughs> and I thought it was good. It was just, it, there was just some veer flaws that ran through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reminds me of a meme that I saw a long time ago that it's like the top half shows uh Rome burning to the ground and it the dialogue says Star Wars fan dis- discussing Star Wars and then at the <laughs> bottom it shows senators uh around a circle circular table calmly talking and says Lord of the Rings uh fans talking about <laughs> Lord of the Rings <laughs> well until you get to the Hobbit movies and I feel like then maybe the top picture could uh be transferred I don't know I think is, is it I, I think people still agree uh still agree on that one of eh, it could have been better <laughs> is, is that going to be nine hours of my of my life i don't get back if i if i uh watch the hobbit movies no i mean They're not if i if great. i have my way i would recut them yeah i think yeah, I, I think it should have been should have been two mm-hmm. two movies and then you know money happened and they made it into three got it so well, I, I think say it, it falls in the same category, kind of this, right? Where there's just like these really good moments, like Riddles in the Dark. Riddles in the Dark, you know, man. Interaction with Smog and great casting. Bilbo was cast really, really well. And of course, having Gandalf and everything back was great. And then there's a lot in between that you're like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, because I can, I can, I can <laughs> one, I remember one... back to the, uh, the animated The Hobbit, and I'm like, uh, my, I did not like that, but my dad loved watching that when I was little. So I'm uh-huh. like, why are we watching this? I don't get it. But yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, and we're talking Star Wars, not not the Hobbit. Yep. But I, I agree with Aaron <laughs> that it's the same. There's moments of brilliance, and then just some weird orc orc poodoo that happens in between. <laughs> so if we're going to listen to Qui Gon Jinn, and we're going to be you know focused on the moment. I think the seven point five, <laughs> the seven point five to I, I I would stretch it to an eight, you know. Okay. I, okay. I'm 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 leaning on the optimistic side. There's a lot of things that could have done better. You're really hamstrung by the fact that you know everybody who's a major character lives. You know, you we knew the Grand Inquisitor. He went down. Well, we know he's going to get back up. Which is why and, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, the, the, like if you have any knowledge of rebels, this scene means nothing other than, well, that's going to be a weird hole that they're going to have to fill in. <laughs> but <laughs> quite but, literally, but, but seeing you and McGregor back, um, mm-hmm. I really loved. I loved the nod to rebels, basically with oh, um, Obi Wan being able to get half a, half of vader's helmet off because in rebels yep. ahsoka has the ahsoka same kind of it. thing it's it's kind of inverse mm-hmm. and then what it mm-hmm. does is is that you have ahsoka wasn't able to get to reach anakin obi-wan's mm-hmm. not able to reach anakin the only one who's able to reach anakin is luke because mm-hmm. he's the only one able to get the mask off completely off that, yeah. completely off and have yeah. that redemption so th- there's there's kind of like a nod there if you want to get nerdy with it um, oh, i like that i like that a lot we support getting nerdy with it on this show <laughs> oh, and now- <laughs> Now that I think about it, uh, it's 
with Ahsoka and Anakin, both of them are trying are basically trying to force the mask off of him. But with Luke, it's him begging to take the mask off. Yeah, that's another good Luke point to there. Take the mask off. So that's another way of him giving up the Vader persona in a way. So overall, I think the arc is is okay. They had to, you know, I understand they have to put the foil in with Riva and having that, and they mm. they 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 get that in successfully and i'm using quotation marks here but they use that successfully you know doing it the inquisitor route you know and then it in it incorporates fallen order and all this other stuff that people are loving you know to, to bring those together but then it was, it was like i i agree i think reva should have died even if she's coming mm -hmm. back she she's she's had her little her her uh redemption moment then she dies you know i think that would have been good you don't leave the character open for additional seasons i don't I, think she's that strong of a character i was hoping that she would die defending luke from tuscan raiders because i thought that's what they were setting up for because i mean it, you have this thing where he he faints and i guess they had to do that so that he never technically has seen a lightsaber before so you don't ruin <laughs> new hope well, and he'd also have traumatic memories of this like well she pulled to... him down reva pulled him down right but 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 i thought it was going to be like all right so she has to make the decision not to kill him but then she sacrifices herself defending from the tuscan raiders because when, when uncle Owen gave that line like you know the tuscan raiders are out on the hunt like or you know whatever his exact line was i thought okay oh here's good tension the tuscans are going to be gunning it she's gonna have this change of heart and then she has to you know save the I'm kid shaking, sacrifice myself I, I, I agree that it would have been a good setup, but the way that they set it up is, is that Reva went to the water seller, you know, who buys his water from, from Owen. And, you know, he goes to find Owen and says, Owen, you got a problem coming. She's coming for you. So the, the, the Tuscan was a setup to get Luke to be like, okay, we've been through this before, you know, and then they get out their shotgun blasters. Cause that's the way I thought, I thought those were, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, to have that fight. But I think that would have been a good twist for the Tuscans to actually show up because that's supposed to be the same canyon in A New Hope. Right. Where R2 and, and they get ambushed by, well, I think. Or they get ambushed by Jawas. Oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think a setup there that would have made it for a stronger, because she could still have that moment of, here here's Luke. I'm having the flashback to, I'm a kid. Here's my opportunity to save the youngling not kill the youngling and have a better redemption in that. So I agree that I having that. Yeah. I think you're, I, I like both. I like all of that. Cause I think her redemption arc would have made a lot more sense if she had died doing something mm -hmm. noble. Well, actually sacrifice something because I, I sat there with Meredith afterwards. I'm like, so what did she sacrifice? And the answer is nothing like I'm not going to call it a sacrifice to, so your plan was to kill a child and Get then you just, and then you decided the last minute not to do that. And then it just didn't work out. So you said, no, like, like to me, that's not a sacrifice. That's a, no, you ended up doing the right thing that you should, like, but not only that, like the thing you were thinking of doing is so wrong that I'm not going to give you credit for not doing it. I mean, it would be like a mass murder, like, well, I was going to kill all these people and then decided not to do it. So I'm a hero now. No, that doesn't <laughs> make you a hero. Some, but not all of them. So you like, should. Yeah, you know. that doesn't make you a hero. Yeah, because that's the other thing is like, listen, you've been chopping off innocent people's arms, <laughs> exactly. interrogating them. So like. My new empire. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm like, listen, nothing about this is your new empire. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think in some form she needed to die to complete her arc. I really hope they don't try to bring her back for season two. I, I don't think her character is, is compelling enough for a season two. I thought it was yeah, fine. Good enough. Okay. And I speaking, also agree. Go ahead, Rob. Oh, sorry. Um, speaking of recurring characters, it I'm, they kind of sounded like they were going to set up that uh, the Trent, the uh, the path guy, the pilot, the the pilot guy saying like, "Oh, I'm just getting started." Is he related to legend stuff or anything like that? Because not that I'm right. aware. He he was a brand new character. Now, okay, the whole idea of the path. So basically, now you've got the Star Wars equivalent of the underground railroad. Mm-hmm. I love that concept. And then for them oh, to yeah. be like Quinlan Voss comes through here and like he's still doing his thing. I'm like, oh, sweet, Quinlan Voss is now back in canon or, or you know canon that he has survived. Like that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see more of the path. But I don't believe that character, unless he's introduced in some like young adult novel, I don't believe is part of the books. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I got I, myself mixed up on that one because when he got to the safe house and he had mentioned that, I was drawing back to the the Jedi that got killed in, in Moss Eisley, or was it Espa? Mm-hmm. The oh, one yeah. that was that I thought it oh, was yeah. gonna be him and, and Obi-Wan was gonna take that as another, yeah, he came through here and now he's dead. And now he and then I I screwed him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> by not helping him out. No, Quinlan Voss is from the Clone Wars. Yeah, one of Dreads. I mean, you see him in. I know it's Clone Wars. I don't know if he makes any cameos in Rebels. I don't believe he does. But no, you, you see him in he, Clone Wars. And then I think there's a novel or a comic book arc with him where he gets with Ventress. Right, but that was right at the cusp of like, all right, is, this stuff is now legends. Lucasfilm? Yeah, like that okay. was right at the cusp. And so everyone kind of had this question mark because Quinlan Voss was a fan favorite from the comics particularly, but then, you know, gained enough traction that he made appearance in uh, animated Clone Wars a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like, I do like what you guys had mentioned that I think Obi-Wan should have known Vader and Anakin. He should have yeah, known that. I just, and I think, mm, I think exploring see, the PTSD, that would have taken it a little bit more from that where it's an eight that would have get, taken it to the nine. Cause you and McGregor has the acting chops. Like, I think he could do that so well. I mean, that the being a haunted Obi-Wan, not a crestfallen Obi-Wan. I would have liked the first episode could have been having like these like night terrors, like he's walking through the Dune Sea, you know, reliving these memories and and seeing these things. Oh, because here's like, I was hoping they would do like flashbacks to Jake Lloyd, flashbacks to Hayden Christensen, like because Obi-Wan had been with Anakin since he was a child. So imagine being on Tatooine and like walking through the streets and then seeing like a kid look up and it's Jake Lloyd's Anakin. And then Obi-Wan, you know, like shakes his face and then it's some other kid. Like I wanted to see haunted Obi-Wan. That would have been good. Especially since they're there in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, Obi-Wan met him as a boy. Um, yeah. And just, I think there's so, again, they wrote it that way because it was a fun moment to direct. But I think it would have been equally as challenging and another, you know, director's uh, playground to, yeah, but what does a constantly haunted Obi-Wan have to do and, and maybe it's even this tension of like obi-wan is just truly in this like living with this regret and then maybe even qui-gon is the the voice that's trying to 
counter the the darkness you know mm. qui-gon's the one that's trying to keep his yeah. sanity and um, that would make sense that because that, that's a callback to episode two where you have oh, Qui-Gon yeah. yelling to anakin anakin no see see we're already right it like this is why to me <laughs> this is why i give it a five out of ten because there was so much like, like i'm i'm not gonna give it a one out of ten because i thought there were moments that deserve some credit but to me there there's five points worth of improvement if they had just put a little bit more nuance in the storytelling so we're also see and i and i agree so another kind of theme i'm hearing amongst us is that not only were there their flawed storytelling but there were also missed opportunities oh yeah a stormtrooper amount a stormtrooper's amount of missed opportunities i'm pretty sure the writers were just ideas that were better than what were in there just spitballing right now yeah see uh before we get going i'm i'm with uh daniel on the rating like seven maybe eight on that but going with missed opportunities i'm biggest one for me is that reva and the grand grand inquisitor should have had a fight instead of yeah. of her just doing a stat just gut punching him basically with a lightsaber yeah it, it's like he should know of okay she's a bit she's been insubordinate this entire time going behind my back and yet and now we have obi-wan in our grasp so i'm just gonna walk by and not think that she's going to betray me again see that was then, the other thing what's this a hole in my gut the Riva broke Star Wars rules to where, like, you've got deck commanders that get choked because they came out of hyperspace too early. Mm-hmm. Whereas she is right. openly insubordinate. She has literally tried to kill Darth Vader, and then, like, she she gets like a mercy stab, and that's it. And she's well, the weak, twice. like the weakest of, of the bunch of being a Force user. Yeah, I I. I wonder if the reason there wasn't a fight with the Grand Inquisitor was either budgetary or prosthetics driven. Like, I wonder Probably. if like he couldn't <laughs> fight in the prosthetics that he was given. So Possibly. it was like, all right, we got to. And again, that's lazy writing. Like, I'm fine with the story beat of like she double crosses the Grand Inquisitor. But yeah, have a fight. Have something to where you didn't just get sucker sabered through the chest. Mm-hmm. Like, especially head on, like it wasn't a backstab, like literally just. Yeah. Yep. And going with uh, the whole thing, the revelation that Anakin was alive, that my, that was my, when I saw it, it was just like, it wasn't that he was realizing, oh, Anakin is Vader. It was more of that he was seeing how Tatooine's on the outer rim. There's not a lot of news. And if I remember correctly with the new with the new comics that Vader was kind of in the shadows and Palpatine never really revealed him until, until it was necessary. So it was just mm-hmm. that, it was just that, um, if that, yeah, if it that's was a just new... that Obi-Wan never knew that Anakin was alive in the first place. But then when she says, Lord Vader will be, pl- will be pleased. She was just like, what? And then it was like, you didn't know Anakin Skywalker's alive that's huh if that's a new twist in the new disney canon of things first off i don't like that because vader is always meant to be the iron fist to palpatine mm-hmm. um the other thing is like even if it is tatooine something as major as vader is not gonna not make it there 
you know, like they, they're aware of the empire. They're even aware of the inquisitors. Like when they show up, they mm-hmm. know they're like, do you know who I am? Like they understand who the inquisitors are. And if you understand who the inquisitors are, then I feel like you're going to at least have heard of Vader. So yeah, I understand it's backwater, but I, 10 years of not hearing anything about this empire, especially if he has some ways to communicate, um, you know, mm-hmm. a la the comm link that he has with Bail Organa. Like, <laughs> oh, that comm link. Yeah. Like, there, there's just a lot that uh, there was an, I can't suspend my disbelief enough to think that Obi Wan, out of 10 years, and also, like, he wasn't a hermit. Like he had to get a job. He was meat carving. He had to go into town sometimes. Like he would have heard something. So I don't know. I that yeah. that one that it's, one's just a, a stretch. Like, it was a party foul for me. Yeah. And honestly, Could, if we go, yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. I was gonna say I actually would have liked. I I still like that idea. I still like that story arc. It's just make it make sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I would have loved that to have been where it actually went if it somehow actually made sense in what had already been established well i mean if, if it had been like no obi-wan has literally been in this cave and nowhere <laughs> else okay i could then see how a bit of news of you know yeah vader's still alive okay yeah that would be a huge shock but the fact that he had kind of assimilated into the tatooine society you know mm-hmm. making regular visits to town like i, I don't know that that just did not add up to me that he would be completely naive to Vader. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and, and again, this could be my knowledge of old canon coming through to if it's a new thing that Vader was the best kept secret of Palpatine instead of like his enforcer. May, maybe that's maybe that would that's make true. a lot more sense to me because I'm in the same boat, Zach. I think I'm going back to the whole scene in episode three where he very clearly sees anakin become knighted as vaders so mm-hmm. um yeah maybe well, he, he sees going back to that he, well, he, he, well, sees, he, sees, the, him, he sees the archive the but archive. he doesn't see right, yeah and that happens right. before the of it. Yeah. there's there's that but i mean i also kind of find it funny or it's that you the what you have to do with you know disengaging your your disbelief and stuff um is that at the end of of uh revenge of the sith is that Vader's on the bridge. They're watching the new Death Star getting built, you know? So he's on the deck with, you know, Imperial, Other Imperial officers, officers. Yeah. You know, now I would have to say that there's a good chance that a lot of them would have technically been clones, unless this is a time jump to, to the Death Star. But because it's like they didn't like overnight just get rid of the clones. That's what the whole Bad yeah. Batch stuff is, is covering. Right. But that, that, his presence would have been known yeah it, but but now i'm thinking back to it i'm trying to think of like how how do i back that up and i'm thinking of the vader novel but that's now labyrinth of, that was that labyrinth of evil well labyrinth or? of evil was the immediate prequel to revenge of the sith um like that's, that's oh that's right that's right that's so the mission first... that's the mission right before like that's, that's the mission right. that they hyperspace uh, in from dark lord dark, dark lord. lord that's it yeah. but but i yeah. now realize oh that's legends now See, that's why I can't keep oh, up yeah. it's because like I have this knowledge of a character and it's like, well, that is defunct now. But then you have things like Quinlan Voss is now recanonized. And so I'm like, okay, but which part of his story is recanonized? <laughs> so yeah, all right. If if the new canon is that Darth Vader is this best kept secret, 
And it's really not until the events of the new hope that he's kind of unleashed upon the galaxy. It was, he was, he was unleashed earlier. Like by that, by the time of Obi-Wan, if I, if I, I'm just going by uh, videos I've seen. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. (laughs) It was just like for a short time, he was in the shadows and, and Palpatine was just like, oh, this is Lord Vader. He's, he's my new apprentice but not really big on it but then it was but then it got to a point where i think it was imperial officers were trying to kill vader thinking if they kill him they'll be higher up in the ranks and then palpatine's just like he is my right hand man if you kill him you answer to me type deal Hmm. or any any command he gives is is a command for me type deal Hmm. okay but af- but it, that's what that's what I'm if I remember it correctly that's what I'm thinking the story is is that he wasn't as important at first but then Palpatine raised up his status even more in the Empire of saying like he is the right hand man of the Emperor. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm now looking that it seems there's kind of a new nuance to who Darth Vader is in the comics. Um, so yeah, now, <laughs> now all of this, maybe he was more secretive than uh, out there in the open as he was previously. So. Yep. And and honestly, if they do, if they go forward with like a second season, I that's, they're going to really have to draw for that. The comics, because yeah. Obi-Wan is comic accurate, like his getup at the end of... Oh, I love of, that uh, outfit. ...is that he's comic accurate there. Um, and really, if if anything, what I'd like to see is, is like almost in parallel, there'd be an Obi-Wan season two, but then like a Darth Vader season one. And you see like them working, like there there's these parallels, like they know that each other exists because the Vader, the Vader problem is, is that he still has that DID, that split personality, that Anakin's not dead. And how does he fight that and control that knowing that Obi-Wan is out there? And how do they explore that with him doing all the fun Darth Vader stuff that he gets to do, but then Obi-Wan not, basically he's still a hermit, but he's not quiet. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like he—he's—he's he's taken, you know, he's taken up his his mantle back. He's connected with the force. He's learning to to be one with the living force and, and those kinds of things, you know. But at the same time, his base of operations stays stays Tatooine because he knows Vader's never going to come there because that's Vader's connection to Anakin. And, no, and Anakin, he's never going to go there because of the sand. We know that. <laughs> and he no, knows I, was, sand. I could picture that. It, I'm. Just, this is just a joke here. Of that, Obi Wan decides to do a blog, and then he's just like, "You, you know, Darth Vader is very hot. I should know. I saw him on Mustafar." <laughs> this is my hot take on Vader. <laughs> he surely gave a, a limb out for that new suit. Really cost him an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> Passive aggressive Obi Wan blog is something I need to see now. <laughs> get get your new Sith, you Sith Lord fifty percent off a of Jedi. <laughs> see again, we're coming up with better oh, ideas here on the after show. But there uh, it is. 
there it is. Well, hey, if uh, oh, I'll job, have to ra- I'll have to wrap this up because uh, I've got I've got work in the morning, but it has been a pleasure as always, Rob and Daniel, having you along. I, yeah. I feel like we've already wrote in a better season one, so mm-hmm. I would say the season I just heard I would give at least an eight two. So, uh, and, and, and again, we'll we'll see how I feel after I binge watch it. Maybe it'll maybe it'll improve. But hey, if you want to join in, listener, and these after shows, join our patron program. Uh, it's a great way to support the show, and you get to have some fun uh, ride-alongs, just like Rob and Daniel do, and uh, or, or even some in-person stuff, which uh, you'll hear in episode 100. So can y'all believe that? We're two episodes away from episode 100. I know. I couldn't believe when you said 98. I was, I was like, wow. I can't believe we've done almost 100 of these. That's awesome. Yep, yep. But hey, uh, until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs> Game over.